Hi, Sasha. Hi, Alana. Welcome back to Free Period. Welcome back to Free Period. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We um, have so much to catch up on. Yeah. I feel like we just went on a tour together. That was the best time of my entire life. I truly mean it. It was, I feel like you dream about what we just went through. Like, it's like, it was the perfect situation. Best friends on tour, playing shows. Playing our hometown show at the Hollywood Bowl. How, what? How the did fact, we do that? Let me just brag about my best friend, <laughs> Alana and Danielle and Esty sold out the Hollywood Bowl. How was that for you to just imagine yourself back in middle school? Like, how would that Alana have felt to know? I would have hoped that, you know, I would have been like if if middle school Alana was selling out the Hollywood Bowl, I would have invited the whole school, obviously. And I would have hoped that on Monday morning I like came back to school with like sunglasses on and everyone just wanted to date me, be my friend and like all my problems would have probably been cured. But that didn't happen. But I will say like go taking it further to high school, like to get to Loxa, I went to LA County High School for the Arts, but to get to Loxa, you would have to pass the Hollywood Bowl every single day. And it was like, you know, I, there was, it was never a thing for me to be like one day, what I'm, I'm like passing the Hollywood Bowl. And I'm like, and my inner monologue is like one day I'm gonna headline this venue. I'm gonna do it. Like it was never that it was like, I hope we get there. Like I, I was never confident enough to be like, this is this is the fire that I need in my stomach to keep going. It was like this would be sick if it happened, and then it did, and then we got to have you open I for mean, us. When you asked me to open for you, to at the, I mean, first of all, we played so many great shows together. Yes, the Hollywood Bowl just really brings us back to just we both grew up in L.A. Yes, this was a I true. I mean, I didn't even think of again like the one day monologue no 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 it wasn't even one day I, I was I and it wasn't even I hope it was like oh there's the Hollywood Bowl right I, I mean, it was truly <laughs> such a, a faraway dream of mine and I wait literally two weeks before I left on tour with you guys I was waking up vomiting a la seventh grade like back to me on the bus vomiting every morning because I had such Why? anxiety going to school I just was waking up because I, for the Hollywood Bowl, the idea that I was going to be playing that stage was making, I was waking up wanting to vomit. I texted you every time I was, I know I was vomiting for two weeks. And then the second we played that first show in Vegas. Yes. Which is a funny place to start. Love Vegas. Love no, Vegas. no hate to Vegas, but it is funny that that's where we started. That's it was like, I mean, talk about, I mean, just COVID is still a thing, guys. I, I mean, COVID is yeah. still around. And it's so funny because I feel like my Judaism comes out so crazy when it comes to like sickness. Hypochondriac. Yeah, like, I'm just like a hypochondriac. So like to start our tour off, I was like, here we go. Like both me and Sasha are very much the same when it comes to getting sick. Like I don't even like getting a cold. Like I, I my parents whenever it was raining outside would not even let me go outside because they thought that I was going to get a cold. Like really? the, yeah, like the old wives tale of like, don't go out with wet hair. Like don't go out in the rain. Uh, like okay. I just wouldn't go out. So like my whole childhood was like when it was raining, it was like, you're not going out. So I hate the rain, obviously. Well, it was only like two days a year. So yeah. And so I'd be like, ah! <laughs> um, but like to start the journey off, like in Vegas, Vegas and like indoors indoors. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I get Sasha into? Like my anxiety, smoking, people, smoking people smoking inside. inside and I was like, Oh God, what? 
why did I get myself into I literally locked myself in my room. But the show was amazing. It was so fun. It was like a crazy start to the journey. But yeah, then we ended and the, the Hollywood Bowl came. It was very, it was in the very beginning of the tour. Like I wasn't even really warmed up yet, but it was insane. Oh no, insane. you were so, you're so good on stage. It's actually so amazing to watch because you're so charismatic and you're Bansa, like My bansa. Bansa. <laughs> your banter was so good in between I mean you had so many moments that were just I mean the three of you I feel like Danielle really got into yeah. bantering but like <laughs> it was just so cool to watch I watched every show you guys did I was so proud. I couldn't believe that I had shared the stage with you. And you had the most incredible stage presence and your mm. band was so amazing. And you had the most incredible costume. Oh, I had such a costume. By the way, back to seventh grade, I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to wear like vintage tees, denim skirts. Like I wanted to stick with the trends, but I didn't want to stand out. I was never like adventurous with my outfits this was a departure this was maybe this was a big swing I mean it was incredible this was though. a swing could have been a miss it, it was wasn't. a swing but it was I was there it wasn't it was this like <laughs> suit that was made for me by Seth Pratt who is this genius genius co- I mean costume designer clothing designer. I mean he he does so many costumes for Euphoria he does so many Lizzo of Lizzo's costumes he's so talented and he made me this custom like suit it was this chartreuse suit with like a corset and he made a bodysuit to go under it with rhinestones attached and it was mesh it was hot so it looked like I was naked covered in fairy dust I loved it and I had this crazy train like a Disney princess and on like one of the beats I stand up and I rip it off. I, it was a And the crowd went wild. The crowd went wild. Yes. When I say, though, that first show, I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to crawl into I know, a hole. You told me, you told me before, you're like, if it doesn't work, I'm never doing it ever again. No, I'm, I'm never, I'm, I'm never, I'm not, I'm not wearing the skirt. Quitting. I'm not wearing the skirt. And I was like, dude, people will love it. <laughs> the people will love the reveal. People love a reveal. It's like magic. It's like, who? But your crowds, especially, like your fans are so They're incredible. They're I incredible. love your fans. They were so attentive. They cheered and I felt like I was it was like Rufio and Hawk I was like it was like Rufio Rufio like I was I felt like a princess it was so great it was just the best tour and again like the swing and the miss for me I mean how many swings and misses did I have in seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth and whatever up until this year so that I was so scared about that and it ended up being incredible it was amazing and you're so good no, and you I'm were just, so good you're so good besties <laughs> I was so we were so lucky to have you on tour uh, I loved it so much and like after every show we had like a cuddle puddle and just hung out oh and that like, was the best that and was the best before shows too like it was pre-show and then post-show and it was texting throughout the day and being like where because I was you guys obviously are on a bus I was in a van we were behind like we were always kind of like we would leave in the morning and you guys would drive overnight yes right? yeah but so you would, I would be like, how's Oakland? <laughs> like five hours before we got there. Um, I loved it. There was, we did have a miss. There, but, but it wasn't the, it wasn't a crazy miss. Okay, let's it talk about it. It wasn't a crazy, I think we should talk I about it. If you're okay it. to talk about it, I will talk about oh, it. Oh, I've done therapy surrounding it, it. We're okay. All right. So this outfit. What was, city were we in though? I don't remember. We were where. in Oakland. Oh, we no, were no, in, no. no, it wasn't Oakland. It was it was in an indoor. It was indoor. So oh wait, was it, it was? I think, I think it, was it was Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, 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 it was Oakland. Sorry, sorry, okay. my bad. We were in Oakland. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> okay. So, the putting on of the outfit was this whole ordeal. I had to put on the mesh bodysuit first, then the pants, but then the corset, like, snapped to the pants, and then the train snapped to the corset. So, it was this whole ado. It was, and uh, there were many steps. Yes. I forgot one key step before going on stage, and that was my zipper. So, I get off stage. I'm like... That was maybe the best show. I mean, you killed you, you murdered it. The Thank crowd you. was good. <laughs> Everything was good. I'm with side stage. I'm taking mm-hmm. videos of you. I'm like crying. So <laughs> fucking stoked for my best friend. I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> and then you get off stage. Yes. And I look at myself in the mirror. My fly isn't just like the pants are such a fabric that the fly doesn't just it's not like a peekaboo like it's subtly open it's like a flap yeah like two flaps open it's boudoir it's it's two flaps open tits to the wind flaps to the wind i see it i go oh my god oh my god you go no 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 and then you're like oh my god dude it was it was it wasn't like that on stage and then i was like alana you took videos alana's like okay let's go back she gets the video we watch first from the, the first song my fly was open and it was the one show the one show that as a joke i put my foot on the piano <laughs> piano stool put my foot on it and did like a funny like you yeah! did like a lunge I like it was a like l- a lunge <laughs> you lunged with your fly wide open <laughs> And the worst part is that people, because of course I have to be self-aware and I have to make fun of myself after. And I post like, oh my God, my fly was open the entire show. I like take screenshots of the close-up of the fly. And people were DMing me being like, we tried to tell you, we were yelling at you. And I, of course, like, because I'm like gassing myself up kind of, I'm like, oh my God, they love me because they're screaming something at me. And I'm just like, they love me. What can I say? What can I say? They love me. They They love me. Screaming. (laughs) That my fly was open. <laughs> and I've never, I was actually, it's maybe the most embarrassed I've been in a very, very long time. And like, of course it's with me. It's like, it's the, the podcast has now reached over into real life. No, it was so, I've never been more, like, I, I remember when you were like, I was like, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it probably lasts five seconds of the set. Yeah. Probably last, and you were like, show me the evidence. And I was, I've never oh, I know. prayed fat like like literally I prayed I was like please just make sure that like I'm like I, I think it was fine I think it was fine literally first song from the jump just whoo out out but we had a laugh about it because the thing is, is you have to have a laugh about you it have you to can't laugh get about down it. on yourself about that stuff it I was sent so- it to my family group text I sent close-ups <laughs> I sent it to everyone I thought it was you know I thought it was hilarious I also was deeply mortified oh yeah I I had a fly open situation at no one will remember this venue. You will because you're from LA, but there was this venue called the key club that was on the sunset strip. And for some reason they were doing like, we played like during the day. I remember because I was dating my first boyfriend. Um, but the big thing was that his mom was coming to, to see, and I hadn't met her yet. Or I had maybe met her like once or twice, but she had never seen me play. And I remember I had got these like vintage suede high-waisted shorts, all very all at Penny Lane. I was like obsessed with 70s clothing. And it's always the shows that your fly is down that you really go for it. <laughs> 
it's always those shows it's never the shows where you're like oh my fly was down and i like really didn't i like again like you lunged i lunged i fully was like oh mom is coming so i'm gonna really just show off show off everything that i got i'm giving it i'm at msg i'm this is my show i got approved to you know my boyfriend's mom that i'm like cool i don't know why i felt that way but i did because i loved moms like i really wanted i mean jewish moms you want them on you want to you want to appease the jewish mother oh do you ever and she was great she was very i she was she was super sweet i'll never forget i was wearing these like i had this outfit of like a chocolate brown silky top with these chocolate brown suede pants and i vividly remember doing like a guitar windmill (gasps) like a guitar windmill i was like i'm really fucking going for it guitar windmill and like really fucking getting into it and i'll never forget like there were only like maybe 12 people there at the key club the key club is huge huge and there were maybe 12 people there and i was like literally pretending like i was in the fucking rolling stones and I'll never forget my sister's best friend. Like after the song was over, I was like, <sighs> <sighs> like, like I literally had given my all first song from the jump guitar windmill. And my sister's best friend came up to me and was like, Alana. And I was like, As, like, how dare you? Like, how dare you come up to me? This is like my show. Like, why are you trying? Like, what? Like, she was like, Alana, Alana, Alana. I was like, what? On stage, she goes, your flies down. And I've never like every moment of that sh- of that first song just fled through. I was like, I had to do a kick. I had to do a high kick. I a had windmill. to do a guitar windmill. I had to like I was like dripping in sweat, and my fucking fly was down. And for sure, I was wearing some sort of like Disney underwear, like some like jasmine, <laughs> some like jasmine underwear, like something like so embarrassing, like nothing, like not nothing cute. Of course, not like a cute, like little, like sexy, lacy, like Victoria's like Victoria Secret. Secret. Like, no, it was definitely like probably like, underwear that said like Wednesday when it was like Friday. <laughs> oh my God, I had that too. I had Wednesday. I never fucking wore them on the right days. Like it was Neither so did. embarrassing and that's because we're not Virgos. No, we're not Virgos. <laughs> no shade to Virgos, we but we're not Virgos. But yeah, no, like all that stuff, being on stage. I mean, there's so many funny moments of being young and being on stage. Like, did you did you ever do school plays? Oh, I know we've talked about Bat Boy. Oh, we've talked about Bat Boy. Oh, I so I went to an all girls school. There was cross gender casting. I uh, played Antinous in the school production of The Odyssey. Um, I had this. OK, here's the thing. I really didn't like my role because I had to wear a low ponytail. And it had to be slicked back into like a braid situation. And it was very low and I was not confident, of course. And I had to wear this like very loose fitting, like beige, uh, what do you even call it? Uh, It was just like a a, loose fitting. Like a pirate shirt? It it was like a tarp. Okay, a tarp. Oh, yes. Okay, it was a tarp. And then I had like a leather like belt sort of situation barefoot the whole play was like experimental and we were all barefoot of course Um, experimental is barefoot like we're an experimental theater company it's like you are not wearing shoes oh i'm sorry we do not wear shoes in experimental theater black box theater the black soot on your foot like when you (laughs) kneel it's like the black of the heels um 
So I was in this play. My parents, it was the one night my parents came. Of course, I wanted to impress them. Jewish mom. It's like, I need them. Their love. Um, Wanted to impress my dad. Like, maybe he'll cast me. Imagine, like, what if I was like, my whole childhood was an audition? (laughs) Whole childhood was an audition. It wasn't. It wasn't. But that would have been No, but it would have been so good. Um, So I was Antinous, and I had this big monologue, and... I was saying, I think to Penelope, the character of Penelope, I had to give her this big monologue and then I exit stage left. I go up to her and I realize I have forgotten my monologue. So instead I say, and with that, I bid you good night. <laughs> and I leave my like henchmen, quote unquote, who were supposed to follow me because I was Antinous, were like looking at each other like, what do we do? Like, this is not it. I, as I'm leaving, I remember my monologue and I go back to her and I go, but one more thing before <laughs> I go. No, no, I no, no. Slay, I slay, I was so good. I did my monologue. It was all good. But th- that moment of being like, oh, I'm on stage and everyone's watching me and I'm supposed to, oh, I don't remember my lines. I, that happened to me. When? I was a sophomore in high school. We were doing beggars opera. I was in the opera department. Which is... Do you all know this fun fact about Alana? <laughs> that I was in the opera department at LOXA at LA County High School for the arts. I was in the opera department. So cool. And to be like, I feel like I have to, I don't know if I've explained it on the podcast yet, but um, my, my high school uh, experience is very different. There were no cheerleaders. There were no football, like nothing like that. I went to a purely arts high school where you studied specific art, you know, the genre of art that you want to do. So the hierarchy of popularity at my school is very different to, you know, a normal high school. Like the coolest kids were the artists, like the visual artists. Then below them were the theater kids. Theater kids were super fucking cool. And then under them was like musical, like music classical because music classical, like all those kids were like actually incredibly talented. Like everyone at the school was talented, but like, you could not fuck around with classical music. Like you actually had to know what you were doing. So they were just cool because they were really talented. And then under them was like music jazz and all the dudes that would wear like fedoras <laughs> and play like saxophone. Um, they were the next ones. And then under that was vocal jazz because they were kind of in the same vein saying cooler songs then opera so i'm we're getting really down to the totem pole here we're getting at the very <laughs> low part of the to- totem pole and then solely because their campus was was not where everyone else's classes were but the, the dancers were kind of like on par with opera because they had their own um campus at least this is what i mean all people from loxa are going to come at me after this podcast and be like your hierarchy is wrong <laughs> but that's how i felt about it I felt very low on the totem pole and uh, um, opera every year we would do one musical and then we would do um, an opera. And I was, again, never sang opera. Don't know how to sing opera. was not one of the actual people that wanted to sing opera, but I basically got let in because my, the teacher that taught opera, like I think maybe took pity on me because both my siblings had gotten in and I, I was like, a le- I think I was a legacy. I honestly think oh. I was a fucking legacy. Um, but I couldn't sing opera. So like, I wasn't going to get any parts. So like, I kind of got like, every time I like was in a play, it was like the role of like, you have one line and then get off the stage. Like that was like my roles. And we did 
Beggar's Opera, which is a version of Three Penny Opera. It's like a really intense. I know, and no one's gonna know it, but all my opera kids that listen, all the opera kids that listen to this podcast, you know it. (laughs) There's like one person, one person, like I, I know Beggar's Opera. Oh, interesting. (laughs) And um, it was like a big deal because basically I was a sophomore in high school and I got this part of a beer wench. I was a an old (laughs) beer wench. And like with everything, and I, uh, we had to obviously do our own hair and makeup because obviously, but like I, everyone like wanted to be cute. Like everyone was like trying to be cute with their makeup. And I was like, I'm a character actor. I am an older woman. I am an older beer wench. And so I showed up to school like for, cause we all like one of the assignments was like show up to class, like with your makeup on. So like our teacher can approve it. And I literally looked like I spent all of lunch. I put white, like white kabuki paint on my face, drew in wrinkles, like literally like, so I had watched like YouTube videos of like how to, how to make yourself look older, like, like super fucked up. Cause I'm an, I'm an old beer wench. So maybe I made out with, you know, one of the people <laughs> in, the town, in the town that, that took me on the street <laughs> And so like, I fucked up my like lipstick and I remember and like, I, I drew like a little heart, like an opera heart on my oh. on my fucking face. I showed up and I looked at everyone else's like everyone put like a little bit of blush and like some like, like I think they gave each other like heart lips, yes, like the like heart. little like heart lips. And I was like, well, fuck, I really <laughs> took this to heart. And my teacher, I thought my teacher was like she's a true artist like i i thought that she was gonna be that way like oh my god like look i thought i was gonna be the example like look at alana look at what she fucking did she did you guys are not here for art she is she looks insane it's you wailing you're like (laughs) (laughs) i have a hanky for like (laughs) tears and she literally looked at me and went huh um we're going to need to redo this. Like I was the only one that was like, cause I looked insane. Like I looked like a psychotic person. Anyways, that's besides the point. I went too real. I went too real to the point where she, I think she was honestly Swing trying. And a miss. Swing and a she miss. was trying to hold back her laughter. Like my God bless my fucking opera teacher. Like, I think she was like, Oh, okay. Like, okay. Like we're just going to move on. Anyways, it's the day of the show. I have this huge monologue and I'm like, I think I have to speak in a British accent, which also terrible, like not, not good, but it was a very long monologue. And I remember in, we, we had done the first show and I didn't know what the fuck I was saying. Like, I didn't know, like I I had all these words. I was just kind of like saying the words in like a British accent thinking that that was like acting and right before the last show like right before like curtains are about to be up curtains we are at top of show thank you five top of fucking show curtains are about to be up we're about to start the show and my teacher takes me aside and goes she has her script and she goes you know what just say this one line just say this one line and because I had like a whole fucking paragraph of dialogue she was like just just cut everything out and just say this one line and I'm like, okay, Alana, you're a professional. You can do this. You can do things on the fly. Come on, let's go. You can do things on the fly. It's time for my scene. It's me and my friend Colt, who's playing, like, I guess, I think he was playing, like, my <laughs> um, husband, but that also, like, cheats on me, like, kind of thing. And then, like, the the lead of the show, which 
I feel so terrible, but I don't even remember what the what the fucking I don't even know what the premise of the opera was anymore. Like I don't I smoked way too much weed in high school. Sorry, mom and dad. That's so cool. But yeah, you know, it's a stoner. Well, that we, is cool. we've gotten into it, but it's fine. Um, so we're like sitting at a table. It's time to fucking say my line. And Colt says his line. I'm fucking next. And I look out in the stage and I just realized like, oh, I was only supposed to say one line. I don't remember which out of the 15 lines she wanted me to say. I just see like heads, like all everyone's parents. Like there was not like there was no, no one was buying a ticket unless like you had a fucking kid in the show. And I saw this like one, this spotlight that was on my fucking face. Oof. And I was like, you get I don't know my line I was like I don't know my fucking line I don't I don't know what I don't know what what am I gonna do what am I gonna fucking do I don't know what I don't know my line snort into the thing you hear that we can cut that I just snorted into the microphone and I look out and I'm like okay you don't know your line but what did you learn you can improv as you did yes and all else fails if all else fails improv so i literally like go into my like jimmy neutron my fucking brain like literally i'm like <laughs> i'm like okay okay like literally like it's happening so quickly i'm like you're a beer wench you're a beer wench you're a beer wench so what do i say i need a drink <laughs> i need a drink and i look over at colt who's like my friend and he's like and then I go, you need a drink. <laughs> and then there's like also like extras like on like to fill out the scene. Obviously, I tend to go up. I go up to every single person on the stage because that is my that is my job. I am a beer wench. This is the best I can do under these circumstances. Everyone is like, what the fuck? Literally, it feels like there's 10 minutes where I'm just filling people's drinks. Like, everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and I keep on repeating, you need a drink. Do you need a drink? You need a drink. Like, I'm like, ha ha ha, with like my beer jugs. And finally, like, I just realized I'm like, I can't. Like, I, I, as I'm doing it, I'm like, come on, like, remember the line. Like, I'm like, come on, remember, remember, remember. I remember like an excerpt of the line and I say it and then I go off stage like finally like a relief and like the scene continues like I literally had one line so like after 10 (laughs) minutes I say like some version of the line and then Colt basically realizes oh she's a fucking idiot and can't remember her lines then he just kind of like picked up where he left off completely saved me shout out to Colt you fucking killed it but thank you Colt but it was the single most embarrassing I like I thought that I would never go on stage ever again I was like so embarrassed I could not believe and honestly like which is actually really sweet like no one said anything I think it was so embarrassing that no one wanted to talk about it like no like oh, so no one nothing after no nothing after I think my my teacher went like it's okay I think she literally just said like cry? it's okay I cried oh my god and I was so were your dramatic there? yeah of course my parents were there but like but they but also no one knows three penny opera so everyone just thought that for oh. some reason i was just really like I, I was an alcoholic i was like really fucking in my fucking thing like everyone needs a drink like that was a that was a choice um but <clears throat> my teacher i think i think she just kind of knew like i fucked up like she's like 13 or whatever 14 and i've like switched up the line like right before we were supposed to go on stage so obviously it was probably my fault 
but she was very sweet about it and i ended up you know getting right back on that horse you know what next year next but i did it after that i didn't i had to like basically prove myself that i could say lines till senior year where i played the wicked witch of the west which i feel like we've talked about on this podcast before but i you know like it took again like i never got for a person that was in the opera department i never got singing roles because i couldn't sing opera so i would get the like random acting roles because the wiz in the wizard of oz the the witch doesn't have a a song oh interesting she does not have a song then look at you now look at me now incredible an actress an actress who wouldn't know who also performs on stage yes and i and i could like i i mean i'm so thankful that i didn't like ruin it was bad that was like and even even recounting the story like gives me fucking like do you have any current day like even on set of licorice pizza do you have any moments where it was like oops that are just made you a swing and a miss a swing and a miss um, I did have, there was this huge monologue that I had in Licorice Pizza that got cut about bat mitzvah season. No way. Yeah. I talked about how were I, you riff- were you improving? I basically, Paul had called me and basically was like, send me a voice note of just you talking about bat mitzvah season. It's like, send him our podcast. <laughs> and, and, and I just sent him this podcast <laughs> and we went back in time. Um, but I did. And. And it was honestly not that I mean, I basically just told him what the basis of this podcast was. I was like, I really wanted to make out with somebody. Nobody wanted to make out with me. Blah, blah, blah. And it just like wasn't a good. I mean, this is not the, the greatest story, but I, I remember like being like, oh, yeah, I, I was like really happy that Paul like had put it in the original script. I was like, I'm such a good storyteller. <laughs> yeah. And then it immediately got cut. It was like really bad. But no, I mean, yeah, there was no like really crazy. I mean, I was just killing it on licorice you, pizza. No, I mean that is just... true though you really were I will say you really were you really were but um no I think it was just yeah no I think you know the training that I got uh missing my lines really pr- pr- uh made it uh easier for me to to improv on licorice pizza <laughs> also you being like people pleaser makes you really study your lines yeah I was like very I mean me and Sasha also I don't I feel like we ha- must have said this on this podcast but we have a very big problem about being people pleasers like biggest. we are the biggest I, people pleasers uh, this past year I have gotten so much better I've really done some work I am so happy for you uh, I need still, help it, it's not <laughs> perfect but uh, I'm I'm getting better with the people pleasing of it all. I know. What is that? I don't know. We Where have to does like it stem see- from. We have to like go back. I know. And- we should get a therapist on here to do like a live therapy that's session of why we're idea. why we're why we are who we are and oh, why we are people yeah. pleasers. That's such a good idea. I know. We I have mean, it's find- all in my diary. I know. Like, it's I true. Mean, true. Like, I, there's also it's so funny. I was reading back on my diary, and this is just like a, a new subject. But I have so many premonitions in my diary. It's like I have a feeling that this is gonna happen I'm writing it down because I really think it's gonna happen and I don't know why I have so many premonitions like I didn't say premonitions I think I just said why do I get these weird feelings but I had these I think I thought I was psychic and I had horrible premonitions constantly like if my parents left the house I would write in my diary like I have a feeling something bad is gonna happen (gasps) and it's so sad because this diary is riddled with like please I want to freak dance and like (laughs) are my parents gonna be okay and it's so it's either one half it's either I want to make out or something bad is gonna happen yeah that is I mean but that's kind of like my brain now 
Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. The it's either like I want it. Well, now it's moved to like stripping. It's like I either want to strip or something bad's going to happen. Compl- exactly. <laughs> it's Dear Diary. I, it's the feeling. And that's, I think you and I are so close with our families, which is yes. such a, I'm so grateful that we're so close with them. Um, it also makes the stakes higher anytime. Like I, I just get so anxious about everyone in my family. Constantly. I know. I know. I don't know. Codependent, I, I guess. I guess so. I don't know. Maybe it's just Judaism. I don't know. You guys tell us, tell us in the comments <laughs> of the pod. Are you a people pleaser? <laughs> and if you are, you can come to my house and we'll talk about it. Yeah, And you can stay at my house. And for you eight can days. stay at my house for eight days. <laughs> Actually, don't leave. Whatever you need. Do you want me to leave my house? I'll sell my house to you. Actually, no, I'll just pay for it. I'll leave. You stay and and, and let's let's just don't hate me. Just you like me. deli turkey, right? Yeah. What do you want to eat? Um, <laughs> here's, here's the Wi-Fi password. I'll change it if it's too hard. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> That's us. That's us I in know. a fucking nutshell. But again, no. when Alana and I lived with each other, it was like every morning was like oh, we were apologizing. I know to each other it constantly. was. It, I know. What if, I mean? But you know what? And and oh my actually, God. how about recently? We Alana and I had a seventh grade, eighth grade moment where Alana's phone was like off. Oh yes, and I was texting Alana. And she didn't, she wasn't responding. And literally my first thought, Alana and I have never been in a fight. Never been in a fight. Can't imagine getting into a fight, know, but have never I, been in a fight. No, never been in a fight. And I truly, my, my gut, like my heart, for some reason I was really paranoid. And I was like, oh my God, she's mad at me. Wait, and, and me tracing back like Harriet the Spy or tracing back my past week with her and like my interactions and being like did I say anything like and then when Alana got the text you've never been more apologetic and I was like no 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 it's my fault I shouldn't have assumed and you were like no 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 I'm so sorry I was like Sasha just so you know you could never (laughs) you could and this is as I'm writing this text in my mind this is the this is the voice that I'm using you could (laughs) never ever make me upset I love you so much. And I was like, no, I love you. I think I just, my period was coming and I was anxious. And I, but that like, I mean, over COVID for me, that just got so magnified. The people pleasing and the like worried that everyone's mad and I know and the constant fear of people disliking. It's just so strange. It is strange, but you know what? High school, high school, school, middle school, just like not being, not being, not being accepted. I know. Just wanting to be but it's like my also my and i think we've talked about this on the podcast but my obsession with like befriending the mean girls yes i was just talking about this the other day i've had pat like my my biggest pattern is that i mean obviously other than you i've I've also uh, like i've grown up and now realized that just beer wenches we're all (laughs) just beer wenches in this crazy bar (laughs) called life (laughs) A pilsner, a lager. <laughs> you need to drink. That's literally that's that's life for me. You, but do you need to drink? <laughs> no, actually, and um, stay at my house for free. And stay at my house for free. Um, no, but I think it's it is so crazy to think about. Like even like I, I feel like we've talked about bullies on this podcast. But when I think about like my first interaction with like a queen bee, mm-hmm. we were so young. Like we were like in fucking. I was like in second grade. Yeah, I was in fourth, and like. You, it's so hard to break that pattern because it's like this, like it's the love that it's like yes. the first time that someone like it's like the cool girl loves you back. Oh, so then God. you realize like, oh, this is what 
friendship is. Yeah. It's like constant anxiety. It's yes. like constant. Did I do something wrong? And like, that's what you feel like. And am and I going to lose the, fr- am I going to yeah. lose this validation? And if I lose, like, who am I without this like friend group? Like I, I love how I feel walking around with these people, oh. but I also don't know what the fuck I'm doing and like I don't have the right outfits and like I didn't like it really is like mean girls of like we wear pink like that was like in elementary school was like we're gonna wear pink tomorrow and then you show up in pink and they're in like blue and you're like what the fuck and so and and the thing that's just so crazy about it is like it took me a very long time to break that pattern because after I left, after you know, I switched schools. I had to go to middle school. You switch schools in America for middle school usually, unless you know, you go to a school that has that. But I switched schools for middle school, and then I found the same person again. I was attracted to like the, the same chaos. behavior, the chaos, yeah. the like the the alpha to the beta situation, yeah. and then and then you in broke high it. School, You're out of it. I I got out of it. You know. I got out of it, thankfully, but um, it is so well, crazy. Also, if you think about the movies you and I were raised with, it was like, bring it on, um, never been kissed, uh, yeah. 10 things I hate about you. There's always this archetype of like the mean girl versus the the learned student. And like, <laughs> it was always, or like, you know, um, bring it on was the two teams. It was, I mean, it was just a lot of rivalry between yeah. women. And I found that really attractive. Like, and I used to write these when I was, probably, I mean, very young to 13, um, I used to write these stories about like middle school. There was one novel, quote unquote novel that I wrote called Not Sixth Grade. And it was about a girl moving from Florida to California and having to make new friends. And everyone, this was in like 2001 and everyone was really mean to her. And then she befriends the popular girl. I mean, it's like, I was obsessed with that. I know. And then the thing is, is like, I just don't understand. Like, where did we learn? I guess. Yeah, no, I guess it's, it's just, you're right. It's, it's from movies. It's from like pop culture where you learn the like, popularity is like this thing that you want to have yeah. and like I I always like thinking about me wanting to be a cheerleader when I was, I was like obsessed. younger I wanted to be a che- I dressed up as a cheerleader for Halloween me too. and it was like I've never felt more like I am the fucking shit me too and it was just like this costume I mean I'm not flexible I've never been, I can't I could never do a fucking cartwheel let's not get into that because that's like a very <laughs> oh no me too I, I can't do I can't do a cartwheel who can do cartwheels Cool people. No, it's Cool true. people can do cartwheels. cool people with lanyards. Oh, oh my God. Dude, the lanyard. The lanyard. I would always want... The people that could start a lanyard no. were gods. Oh, forget like about it. Like Zeus. By the way, that translated to when I started knitting and like <laughs> anyone who could start off on, you know, a pattern, I was like, oh. Oh, you I mean, are a god. Yeah. Good, good to know. I remember being at like Sports Plus camp and like everyone was doing lanyards and no one would fucking start. Sorry, I keep on feeling like I'm saying the F word today, but. You know what? No one. You know what? It's Saturday. It's Saturday underwear on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> And I would always just want somebody to start a goddamn lanyard for me and no one would do it. And I was also just not smart enough to figure it out. Listeners, listeners, please send (laughs) beginning lanyards. Just can, can someone send uh, starting of lanyards to my house so I can become one of those weird people that doesn't leave her house and just does lanyards. Um, But yeah, like, no, it was so they were, they always like my, my queen bees would always wear their shirts with like, uh, they would tie them so it would, like mm. they could show their midriff and like Abercrombie jeans, oh. and 
um i would wear i don't i, I mean i wouldn't wear shit like that i just wore hand-me-downs i wore well, sd's hand-me-downs for us though we have to remember and i was remembering this the other day do you remember the Paris Hilton hip bones that jutted out? So you'd wear like Frankie B's yes. and then you'd have your hip bones jut out. Yes. I didn't have those hip bones. Like no. I, I didn't have the dip between the two hip bones, right. that Paris Hilton dip. And I was obsessed with protruding my hip bones out, like pushing them out. <laughs> so the way I walked was like I led with my hip bone to like try to make them protrude out in my like Frankie B's and my, uh, you know, kind of crop shirt. And I just remember like that was a huge thing for me. I just wanted that. Did you used to say that's hot? No, I didn't. I used to say that's, that's hot. That's cool. And honestly, <laughs> I still say that's hot now. I go, oh, that's hot. I that's like hot. it. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to go with it. It's just in my vernacular, but it's, it's, that's hot. No, that's wait, so hot. That's but I hot. like that. Well, I say like, if you wear something and I'm like, oh my God, you look, you look so hot. I mean, but, but I, now, but like, you have different. to like, remember me in like middle school. It's like, that's hot. I know. That's so hot. <laughs> you know, I altered that's my hot. voice. I altered my voice How, in eighth grade. What did it sound like? Oh, I'll do an impression. I altered it. I fully was like, I'm going to start talking like that. It was like the back of my throat and like... Like vocal fry? But then it was vocal fry, but it was back of throat. And it was like... It wasn't baby voice like Paris Hilton. It was like deeper and it was huskier. I somehow manipulated it to make it... It was like voice actor. Um, And I would like... I was like... Like my best friend at the time and to this day, Layla. Uh, shout Layla. out to Layla. Love, Love Layla. Layla. Um, I would be like, Layla, Layla. There was something in the L's, like, Layla. <laughs> I would be like, Layla, should we go to, like, should we go get, like, I don't know. It was deep, and it was so, and I would put that voice on when I would speak to boys, because I thought they thought it was sexy. Didn't land me anything. But you, but basically, that is, like, Julia Stiles in 10 Things I Hate About You. That was, like, when I watched 10 Things I Hate About You, that's when I was like, oh, I want to be the alt girl. Like, usually yeah. I wanted to be, like, the sister. I wanted to be Bianca. The, the Was that the name of 10 Things she I Hate was, About You? She, she was, was the, the sister, right? Yeah, yeah the sister. I wanted to be the sister. I know, and I was like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? It wasn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. like, the, the boyfriend? Yeah. Or the guy that, like, had a crush on her? I was like, he's right there. I know. He's right there okay i mean you know what we need to discuss at some point what? is meeting our childhood crushes as an adult like oh. meeting like oh, I, met, I can tell you that i met joseph gordon levitt did you meet i joseph did i was uh i was living in paris <laughs> for my semester abroad so relatable i mean i was in paris i mean so ugh, whatever i was in paris for my semester abroad and we were at the same club and he was lovely oh that's so nice but i was, I was like i was like oh my god this is this is a big deal for me i mean my biggest one was so obviously uh the strokes were a very big part of my life oh my like they changed everything they Me changed too. music forever they still have changed music to this day i think that they are maybe the greatest band on the planet Agreed. that i that i grew up listening to um but my sisters had figured out i think we talked about this with sd but we had figured out how to um sneak into the hollywood bowl and we snuck into the hollywood Full bowl circle. and i met fabrizio moretti <gasps> who was dating drew, drew barrymore, barrymore. But were you in a, and you were an adult? I was like, I think I was like 12 or 13. Oh, so that's technically. And, yeah. I mean, I'm saying like meeting your childhood oh, crushes. Like as a 28 as a, oh. year old. That's the, because my, well, the thing is, is like my childhood crush was right or strong. Still have not met him. 
Writer Strong, if you want to come over to my house, here's my address. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Come to my Rider house and you Strong. can live with me in here and we can just be married and get married. I think he is married. But um, no, like it was like Writer Strong was huge. I was like so into the quintessential like 90s um, like bad boy. Like yeah. I will say like Jordan, what was his name? Jordan Catalano, Jared Leto. And yeah. um, this is Jordan, name? Jordan Catalano. Catalano. Yeah. He was super hot. That's from my so-called life. My so-called life. <sighs> I went older. I don't, my celebrity crushes were literally Harrison Ford, Jim Carrey. I mean, I went old. Oh. Like I and um, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting. I'm probably already said it on the podcast. But I went older. I was into I was into older men when I was I was, was into Kinnicky from Greece. Kinnicky. Oh, I was just in love with John Travolta. I know John Travolta was because he could dance, mm-hmm. but Kinnicky could also dance. But yeah, no, I, I also just like recently, I've, I didn't realize like how old, like shout out to Olivia Newton-John. We miss you. You're the mm. fucking greatest human being on the planet. You're fucking, and you're just, everything. we miss you. We, you're everything. We love you. But that movie, like they were, they were playing, I didn't realize they were playing, supposed to be playing like 16 year olds right. and they were all in like their thirties. Were they actually? I think so. Or maybe they were in their twenties. I don't. Cool. I don't. I mean, it's cool. Well, that's how I feel now. I feel like I I am thirty two playing a fourteen year old. I know. <laughs> Constantly in my daily day to day life, I am fourteen. I'm playing fourteen. I just want to go to the sock hop. I just want to oh. go to the sock hop. That's all I want to do. Bringing it back to being on stage, sharing a stage with you. Uh, opening for you was my greatest gift it's that you've ever given. It's the beginning of the rest of our lives. You had no embarrassing moments on stage that tour. Ah, uh, no, you I were, don't. Like, on fire. Oh my god, thank you. And I still like can't. Yeah. I I still get so nervous when I get. I hate. I mean, we talked about it when we were on the road, but like the first few shows, the first like five like five minutes before the show, I like get. I I I hate my life. Like I'm like, why do I do this to myself? I'm terrible. A musician I can't do this I don't know what I'm doing like False. and then you step on stage and you just have like all this confidence but no I'm like very it is like I, I'm I it's a very weird I, I've always said that I love touring because of that feeling yeah. it's like a very addictive like it's my drug no absolutely <laughs> performing is my drug and then you have a come down after it's so you do crazy. I actually haven't had my tour come down yet I'm still kind of on this high of, of it, it was the best it was the best tour I've ever been on, largely in part because you were with us. And it was just so, everyone was just so happy. That I, and I think it was also just like a mixture of not being able to play for so long and then going on the road. And it was just so fun. And we have to do it again. Well, we will. But isn't it so cool that like in seventh, it's the seventh and eighth grade. And I'm just bringing it back to the theme <laughs> of our podcast. But it's true. Like I, I, if I knew that I was doing this when I was seventh, eighth grade, I knew that we would be end up on this stage or on these stages and like playing to I mean you guys sold out Hollywood Bowl that's like 17,000 18,000 it's so many people it's it's crazy and just that validation and just I really never thought I would get that in my life I know I wish we could go back I I really wish we could go back and just be like it's okay everything's gonna be okay you will make out with somebody and you will play the Hollywood Bowl those are like my two goals in life (laughs) hundred percent and even like I do have moments where you know oh my god I got I got married <laughs> that's oh, yeah. what has happened since we've podcasted I got married and even like 
when I kiss my, oh gosh, oh my God, I'm so cheesy. When I kiss my husband, <laughs> I have that feeling of, I still have that little like, <gasps> like I'm in seventh grade. Pitter-patter. I'm like, oh my God, I get to kiss him. This is crazy. That's so cute it's so, though. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't I kill me. It. Kill me. But no. I, it is true. I still. Shout out to Harry. Shout out to Harry. <laughs> um, I still have that feeling of like, I can't believe I get to do this whenever I want. I know. It's what we've always dreamed of. Just making out. I'm next, hopefully. If, if you want to marry me, come down to my house. And- <laughs> Live in me, live in this house with me. Do you want a beer? Do you want to be a Haim? Because I'm keeping my last name. <laughs> I kept mine. <laughs> I did keep mine. <laughs> I uh, like the alliteration. I know. Sasha Spiel. Sasha Spielberg. Yeah, it's a great. Like, keep, Alana Haim. Alana, Alana Haim. I can't let go of this you last can't name. Go, you can't go. Fire last name. It's hot. It's hot. It's so hot. That's hot. Um, but what a lovely podcast I know, today. I, I love, missed you, Sasha. I missed you so much, and I can't wait to do so many more of these. And uh, this has been free period. This has been free period. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Free Period, a presentation of Cadence 13 and Odyssey Studio. New episodes every Tuesday. Bye. Bye.